On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a near 20-point win without Luka. Impressed? And why Moses Brown could be the next human to go into space. (laughs) We'll break that all down and how the Mavs fared without Luka and how they are going to fare without Luka tonight. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavs Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. You can even navigate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can go subscribe 200 subs away from over 9,000. Oh, let's go. And joining me, as always, my co-host... The weekend warrior, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What about the Mavs? What Ooh. a big win. How excited were you? On a scale of one to ten, I saw you're locked <laughs> on now after the game. Nick was texting me at the end of the game. So this could be the Mavs' best win of the season. He had a huge list of takeaways uh, from this game of things that he's learned. And um, I just kind of I think I might just step out and say, hey, Nick, you can just take <laughs> take it away. I think after my after my solo episode this weekend, people are like, "Ooh, Nick Solo gets a little gets a little fiery." I was I was mad after that weekend game, but what a, what a difference of two solo pot. Well, actually, my solo wasn't solo. I had I had Mike Shed on on Friday, and I was like the chillest. I was like, "Yeah, just like talking back and forth," and then you come in just firing off the top rope after that Pacers <laughs> game. <laughs> so, uh oh, we need each other. <laughs> It's very true. Dallas Mavericks win a 103-84. to Luka Doncic does not play in this game. He is not expected to play tonight if you're listening and watching this on Monday against the Hornets. So he is not expected to play in that game. This is the second night of a back-to-back for the Mavs. But Good. the Mavericks do get this win against the the, Horn- against the the Thunder in Oklahoma City. And the big story in this one I thought was Moses Brown. Moses Brown off the bench, 15 points, 6 boards, a couple offensive boards, hit 5 of his 8 free throws. Had a couple of blocks, altered a couple other shots as well. Was a plus nine off the bench. The Mavericks bench in general showed out in this game. And I thought it was Moses' energy. He was definitely gunning for this this Thunder team, but took advantage of the the Thunder weaker bench. His motor, man, I know it's cliche sometimes that trying hard is a skill, but it, it really is because I don't know if it, and we used to say this about Josh Green, and now it's like Moses and Josh Green. I don't know if it's a testament to the rest of the roster or more of a testament to Moses and Josh that when both of those guys are on the floor, you can like, they stick out so much because they're trying so hard that like, even in the fourth, they were almost up by 20. And I think I was getting, I got so hyped for a dumb play because Moses like went up for a rebound and kind of got tangled up. And then he like went after this loose ball near half court, knocked Josh Giddy down. Like he was just a, I don't know, it's a rag doll <laughs> and he just dove for it on the floor. I'm like, you don't even have no, to he, do it. You're- he knocked him down. Like he was a shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> But it's like that type of stuff. Like he tries so hard and 
I was excited that he got minutes in a game like this compared to, I mean, what a difference when you see him in a game like this compared to the Cavs game that he starts and he gets like his like, you know, big shot there of like, you know, starting a game and opportunity and we're seeing him against Jared Allen and Mobley and stuff. And like, all right, well, this kind of sucks for him that (laughs) is his first game in a while he's playing against them. But Moses Brown, like set the tone tonight, energy wise. And really the whole bench, I mean, the 54-29 difference for the bench tonight, I mean, I, that's the, the biggest takeaway. Yeah, that, that scoring, 54 points for the Mavs bench, 29 points for the Thunder bench was a huge difference for the Mavericks. They really took advantage of that. And Moses Brown got to check in really early in this game, about 10 minutes and 27 seconds left in the first quarter, so only like a minute and a half into the game. Dwight Powell gets hit in the face. Stop me if you've heard that one. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Uh, Dwight that gets happens hit in, in warm-ups. So. He gets hit in the face every single game. But Dwight loses a contact lens in that in that effort when he got hit in the face. He actually scored when he got hit in the face. He got hit in the face by the ball and scored right before that. But he loses a contact lens. He goes out. Moses Brown subs in. This is the first time we've ever seen Moses Brown and Porzingis play together all season. Or all ever because Moses just joined the team. But uh, Moses comes in immediately and gets a block and blocks Giddy. It was just like all of a sudden his energy just got injected into the game almost immediately. He had a block too on uh, on Giddy in the, I want to say it was the second half. Giddy had it in the paint. And one, Josh Giddy's super fun. I know. I feel like on draft night, it was kind of, uh, kind of like a reach a little bit, and people didn't know where Giddy was going to go. But when you see a guy with that size and that big of a, you know, the big of a guard that can, you know, play make like he he can, he just makes like I don't know. I I like the way he plays. But he had this move on Moses where it's kind of a euro step. It's kind of a weird move, but I thought he created enough space in Moses's arms. He just blocked it out of bounds and just stared out of bounds, but. That's the type of stuff that Moses can get to some of these. He's kind of like a he's like a more mobile Boban in the sense of like you kind of lose like we all know how big Boban is. I don't think people fully understand just how big Moses Brown is. I mean, Moses Brown like seven two, I think. So he's right up there with him. Mavericks, you know, low key have like three of the top. I don't <laughs> even have it in front of me. Three of the top five or six you know tallest players in the league, probably. So Boban, KP, and, and Moses Brown, but his arms are, he can get to shots that I don't think he has any business getting to. Now, I think it does ask, like, what's the rotation now? Like, what is, like, Moses has a couple of games under his belt now. They're going to go against the Hornets. He's going to play against the Hornets. Hornets have no bigs. You know, they have Mason Plumley, and yeah, you know, he's play. they're missing players too. But I'm just really intrigued. <laughs> Wednesday night, is Moses on Anthony Davis? Are they going to try it? <laughs> I mean, are they going to try it? Like, I, I don't like AD is going to you know do AD things, but I mean, I, I that's why I just don't know how much they're going to lean into the Moses stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. You can throw Josh Green in there as well. What is this rotation? Because I thought Josh Green had a really solid game too. He played 18 minutes. He had eight points, hit a three, his first three of the year, five boards for him, a couple of assists and a steal. And he was plus six off the bench when in his minutes that he played, but both of these guys have earned some minutes. Jason Kidd afterwards said that Moses Brown has earned the minutes that he's playing right now. And so what does the rotation look like? Does this take away from, um, you know, Boban ever, ever coming in, right? Like is Boban going to play again? If Moses continues to, to play like this, uh, what does it mean for some of the other players? Porzingis only played 30 minutes in this game. He didn't, he didn't come in at the end of the fourth quarter. Now the Mavericks had a lead. I think Jason Kidd was confident the Mavericks would hold on to that lead, but Porzingis didn't check back in because of the way that, that Moses was playing. 
yeah. and uh, they just kept they just kept riding it out. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I, is Josh Green playing over? He's playing the Sterling Browns minutes right now, but he's also playing Frank Nelikina's minutes too. Yes, it's, it's interesting to see what the experiments, the little experiments that Jason Kidd is is pulling off the bench right now. Plus, with Luca out, there's a lot of minutes to eat up. That's the thing. It's like we've been talking about how Jason Kidd isn't scared to switch things up or try new things, and I think you know we were talking before this pod. It's like, what what is the bench rotation moving forward? Like, do we? Do we know this? Or it, it feels like at times, even when there's no injuries, it feels like, hey, we're just going to throw some stuff at the wall, see what sticks. And sometimes there's a couple of things that do stick. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, this game, Josh Green played. What happens when Sterling Brown comes back? Frank Nilakina, a few weeks ago, we were all tweeting about him, all super happy, playing great defense, hitting some shots. Now he's basically getting DMPCD. I mean, he played two minutes, but it was basically at the very end of the game. And it was like, whatever. Josh Green is kind of like, passing him up now so that's where I'm I'm so I mean Willie's been out for personal reasons whenever Willie can come back what does Willie's minutes look like with Moses and Dwight and all this stuff so I'm just I'm really intrigued with what the coaching staff what the front office thinks of the bench not just for rotation minutes but also for trade purposes too like we all know that Dallas out there talking to different teams figuring out you know what's next for them you know as far as trade wise how do they value some of these players? Do they value a guy like Moses Brown as, hey, you know, like not going to be a sticking point for a huge trade, you know, like not, you yeah, know, not, right. wouldn't not give him up or whatever it is. That's bad grammar. But but also, like, how do they value? Do they view him as like a, a legit backup big or something like that? So I'm just really intrigued to how they view all of the bench pieces going into trade season, which is, I mean, you're listening to this on the 13th in two days. You know, the that's when majority league can be traded again. So uh that's like the official ring the bell. Trade season's open. Yeah, if you missed on Friday, I talked to Tony East from Locked On Pacers about the Pacers whole situation. They're looking to rebuild. You can go listen to that bonus bonus like clip segment basically of me and him talking about the Pacers. Miles Turner is is a player the Mavericks should be targeting and looking at and trying to trade for and seeing what they can get, uh seeing what they can do. But Coming up, let's talk about this game. Let's break it down because the Mavericks did win this game. They went in there and got the win, even even though even if I wasn't impressed. But uh, and I think Moses Brown wasn't the reason they won this game. I think there was another reason the Mavericks won this game. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Direct TV Stream. It's one of the few ways that you can watch the Dallas Mavericks right now and not pay for uh, you know crazy other cable services. Direct TV Stream. Let's you put together your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, and the Dallas Mavericks all in one place, especially if you're in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I watched it tonight. I, I That's the way that I watched the Dallas Mavericks game. You can record on there. I love that feature. I can go back. If I can pause, I can rewind. I could look at plays again. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this Mavericks win. The Mavericks get the win. Near near 20-point win against the Thunder. The Thunder just did not have offense, basically. <laughs> That's what it came down to. The Mavericks did play some decent defense at times. We mentioned Moses Brown altering shots. Porzingis, I thought, altered a lot of shots in this game and played some pretty good defense around the rim. Um, but the, the Thunder man, they just, they could not, 
They could not put together a possession, it seemed like. But the Mavericks, I felt like at times, couldn't either. The Mavericks, how many times in this did they throw up a late a late bad shot in the end of the shot clock? It seemed like they were doing the same thing they did against the Pacers again, where, okay, Maxi has the ball at the end of a possession, and he's having to chuck it up. Or Tim Hardaway is having to just chuck up a shot at the end of a possession. Or Brunson is having to you know chuck a bomb at somebody because it's late in the shot clock. And so the Mavericks' offense wasn't incredible either, and it's not like they went in there and blew out the, the Thunder. I think the Thunder sort of sort of lost this one. But I thought there was one point in this game where the Mavericks actually did come in and win. And it was a, a really interesting, a really interesting moment where okay, the the Mavericks are only up by six. Seven minutes and 20 seconds left in the third quarter. The Mavericks are up by six. The Thunder are kind of creeping back into this game. And you can tell that the Thunder are kind of getting getting a little bit of momentum. Like just starting to their offense is starting to figure out just a little bit. The Mavericks take a timeout. They come out of it, and Brunson scores eight straight points. And I thought that was a moment that was was really interesting for the Mavs, for Brunson to come over, come in and sort of take over the game. Well, you know, they went into halftime. They were up by 10, and Brunson and KP had a combined 11 points. And I was like... And KP had seven, so... <laughs> yeah, Brunson had four, because I think, you know, naturally, whenever Luka is out of a game, we look at three guys. We look at Brunson, Porzingis, and Tim Hardaway. It's like, all right, well, how are they going to win a game? they got to get these points somewhere. Brunson, you know, really wasn't finding his shot early, four points at halftime, like you said, but, I mean, he finished with 18 in this game. I know, I know that you weren't impressed by this game, but there was like a weird aspect that I was I, I was actually a little bit impressed. And it we was can kind disagree of, on things. It's fine. Well, it <laughs> reminded me we both watch American football, NFL, and there's sometimes like when teams there's something about when teams win in like a weird way that I like I actually appreciate. Like I don't like the Patriots, but the fact that they won last week by only throwing the ball three <laughs> times in a game, I was like yeah. kind of halfway intrigued by I'm like, okay, you you won this game. I'm a huge Ravens fan. We're this is a dark moment for us right now as we wait Lamar Jackson news and we have all the injuries in the world. But it's like I went through these years of Ray, Ray Lewis defense and all this stuff and like defensive teams and like really low scoring. And a lot of people out there are like, man, that, these games suck because it's just low scoring defense. But I'm like, I appreciate when you win games different ways. And in a way, I kind of appreciated this game because KP didn't have the best of games. He only had 13 points and the Mavericks t- <laughs> and the Mavericks still like won this game. Like they it was. It didn't take a Tim Hardaway Jr. nine three pointers in the game, like getting hot, crazy, you know, shooting performance by him for them to be like they them to win this game. Like they won this game because of Moses Brown, Jalen Brunson, eighteen points, Maxi off the bench scoring sixteen points and only you know one one three pointer in this game. Like they won. It was such a funky, weird game that I almost appreciated and gained a little bit more respect for me that they won in like a weird new way. It's like a new way of winning. You know, compared to like Luca, or if Luca's not playing, you know, Tim hitting fifteen thousand threes. I think you can appreciate things even if you're not impressed by them. I was impressed by it. I was impressed that they won this game, even though it's a Thunder. I get it. I can appreciate Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. I am not I impressed. I, I'm not I impressed by Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. I did not I think that he was the best t- Spider Man. <laughs> I think you could have been a better Peter Parker. I definitely have more then, facial expressions than Tobey Maguire as, as Spider-Man. <laughs> and my stunt double could have done all the stunts that Tobey Maguire did. So, Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brunson, I think, in this game took over. And he mentioned it after the game, too. Someone asked him about it and said, hey, I think it was Tim Cato asked him. 
that third quarter, you know, you guys went into a timeout. You came out of it. You scored the next base. I think he scored 10, 10 points in the third quarter. I think it was eight straight. Eight of the Mavs' next uh, eight of the Mavs' next eight points was by Jalen Brunson. And I asked him, what was it? And his, his answer was something that he told us at the beginning of the season. You know, he said, I started the game a little timid, second-guessing myself on whether to shoot or pass. And I just told myself, I got to be me. I got to be me. That's something Brunson told us at media day. We sat down with him in person at media day and talked to him. You can actually go watch all those interviews on YouTube, by the way. Some of them are pretty interesting now to go back and watch. Our Moses Brown one was one of our favorite ones that we did, if I remember. Um, Yeah. Good stuff from Moses. So go check out that interview on YouTube. But he said, I got to be me. And he said that at the beginning of the season, we were asking him about the Clipper series and how he was kind of played off the floor in that series. And he said, I, I got to be better. I got to be better. And I, I got to be me. I just got to take it to the next level, take everything in my game to the next level. And he's a scorer. He comes in and sometimes he's going to frustrate us because he misses open guys under the rim or in transition or something. That but, never happens. But he's going to hit buckets that you don't expect as well, right? He's going to hit buckets where he stops, turns around, does a little pullback shot. And you're like, oh, dang, that was a really good dribble move. And he's just going to hit a shot off the dribble like that. And that's what he did in this game a couple times. And in that stretch in the third quarter, I thought the Mavericks took control of the game and they never gave it back. Yeah, I think he scored. I uh, could be wrong. I think he scored 10 of his 18 in that third quarter there. Correct. Um, plus 22 in the game. Yeah, I mean, he came through when they needed him there in the third. And there was a couple, you know, he was getting you know defended by Dort in the first half. And I mean, that Dort's a pretty good perimeter defender. Did that play into his four points in the first half and 14 in the second half? because Dort didn't play in the second half. Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, I would go on a limb and it did affect you know, yeah, Brunson a little did. bit. it affected it for sure. So uh, Tim Hardaway I'm, Jr. had a hit out on him and went and like dove at his legs. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. And so, in the thir- so in the second quarter, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. comes over to help off of a drive, basically, like kind of a dig at Dort while he was driving to the rim, and he slips and falls. And so it looks like he just sort of dove at, at Dort's ankles a little bit. They both got twisted up. Tim Hardaway Jr. went out. Uh, Dort hit free throws, but then he went out. Dort didn't come back in the game. Tim Hardaway Jr. did. Um, hopefully, Dort is okay. But but Tim Hardaway Jr. seemed to be fine and kept playing the rest of the game. Yeah, the the Thunder team is so weird. One, it feels like Muscala has been in the league for about twenty years, and but he's not like super old either. I know. I expect him to look as old as Nick Collison. I don't know why, yes. but that's what I expect him to look like. <laughs> You know, he hit a couple threes. I think they hit six threes in the first quarter. I'm like, is this really going to be one of these games? Uh, you know, two teams that love to drive and kick, OKC and Dallas. Uh, you know, we talked about you know, Josh Giddy. They started Robinson Earl at center. Um, That's our boy Richards guy. Boy, you know, does OKC care zero crap about, you know, the Mavericks front front line of two bigs when they start Robinson Earl and Baisley well, as I mean, their fr- just, front line? They do that against everybody. I mean, the, the Thunder, they don't, I mean, they just, they start those guys all the time. Basically, and KP had a couple moments where they were chirping back and forth. KP had a couple buckets on him and, you know, he was letting him know about it. And I kind of appreciated that passion from him. Uh, SGA, yeah, but he did, did he back it up though? That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. With those two he, buckets, he backed it up, Nick. Get off. Can I, can I do my Porzingis thing right now? Here we go. Moses Brown scored You're more points than KP hater. I I am right now. Hey, Moses Brown scored more points than KP and KP took 11 more shots than him against this Thunder team who does, doesn't really have somebody to defend him. I guess I'm um, basically blocked one of his floaters in the lane. 
How are you seven foot three and a floater gets blocked in the lane? That one I don't understand. That one just did not make any sense to me. How does that happen to you? But these are games KP has to take over. If he wants the role that he wants, if he wants to, you know, to be that second star, if all these all these times in the offseason we talk about what's his role and he wants you know bigger role, wants more touches, wants to be back to that all-star form he was. These are the games you gotta take advantage, and he did not. Yeah, I think if you um you play all thir- all t- other 29 teams in a league and without Luca and KP scores 13 points. How many teams are they beating? Yeah, not many. And th- like, well, and they Mavs also shot 9 of 33 from 3, so Yeah, I mean probably like less than 3, less than 5 probably. It's just he's got to play better. You know, he's got to play better against the Hornets and especially, I mean, especially if Luca doesn't play on Wednesday against the Lakers. We need a, a solid KP, great KP performance, national te- television. Now, now that we're on it, I expect Luca to play in that game. It's an ESPN game. It's national TV. I think they're giving him both of these games off. I'm, that's, what, that's, my, that's my gut instinct is that he's going to play in this game. And coming up, we have a five-star Apple Podcast mailbag question. Somebody put a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. If you, if you do that and put a question, we will answer it on the pod. We're going to answer this one from Kofi. We're going to answer this question coming up about Luca. And the little injury break that he's getting right now, what the Mavericks' mm. intentions are with it, uh, and it's kind of and it's an interesting question. So we'll get into that Kofi? coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Isaac, are you an eggnog fan? No, me either. I'm not an egg. I'm not really super into eggnog. I'll have it like once, right? Like I have it once a season, and it and it's good. You ever but. tried eggnog and vodka? I have not done that yet. Maybe that'll change my mind about eggnog forever. Um, but it seems like that's the case with vodka and everything. Built Bar doesn't have vodka in it, but Built Bar does have an eggnog flavor. If you're really into eggnog, if you like it a lot, go check out their eggnog bar. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. You know what You know what eggnog does not have? 5 grams of sugar. But you know what Built Bar does? That's what it has. You can go check it out, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your entire order. Get a box of the eggnog ones. Go check out the coconut brownie chunk bar. That one's the, the best one, the, the best bar I've ever had. Like, honestly, that bar is up there with some candy bars. Like, it's just straight up candy bars for me. Solid. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Also, betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You co- probably could have won some money for this Mavs OKC game. Let's go check out. Uh, let's go check out the NBA slate coming up. Uh, the Rockets, eleven and a half point underdog to the Hawks on Monday. That's an that's an interesting one. Eleven and a half seems like a little too much for me. The way that Rockets this Rock, are Rockets have been too. surging, the Hawks have not been super impressive. That's an interesting one to me. All kinds of odds on BetOnline.ag. The Monday night game, the Rams Cardinals. Ooh, Cardinals two point favorite at home. I feel like the Cardinals should get more mm. respect than that. I don't know. Kyler's been hurt, and he came back last week, though. We will see. Go check it out. Bet online. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's answer this question real quick. You got one more, you got one had, more thing? Can I had just, something about one OKC player that I just, just wanted say, to... Just say one more thing for me. All right, one more thing. Yeah! I just, I've been super bummed watching this game, watching this OKC team. Oh, we're taking it back down. And seeing Kendrick Williams and say, he played down the street at TCU 
and he didn't. No, end, no, he didn't. <laughs> anyway, that, that's all I wanted to say is he went We're undrafted, it, and the Mavericks it, had a chance, and he was down the road. And I just don't understand why he didn't end up in Dallas. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. No, this bit is done. <laughs> was that our five star question, or I didn't know. <laughs> Did I guess it? Miles Turner went to Texas. Why is he not on the Mavs already? I've already had this discussion. I've been ranting about it. All right. Our five-star Apple podcast review question from Kofi. Do you think the coaching staff are using Luca's injury as a mini break for him to get some rest and get back into form? This question was posed to us back in November. So this is the second time now Luca has gotten this little stretch off. The first one was when Luca was off against the, um, the Suns twice in that Clippers game. And so he asked if they're using this as this little mini break for him to get some rest. This one, actually, this one seems more like that than the November one was. But what are your thoughts on this little break for Luca? I don't think it's on purpose. I think it can achieve both. Because, um, I mean, breaking news here: it, if he has a sore ankle, I don't think they're going to be putting him on a treadmill running ten miles. So. I think they're, you know, trying to rehab him, getting him back from the ankle. But, I don't, you know, obviously it's not a bad thing that he can get some rest here, especially if they can, you know, win some games in this. So I, I, do, I don't think that they're like, oh, he tweaked it. We're going to hold him out to try to get him into form and all this stuff. No, I think it's just rehabbing back. I do think that this is a really interesting stretch for the Mavericks to do something like that. Uh, but Luca mentioned it at that at the end of that Pacers game, I probably shouldn't have played in the fourth quarter. Luca doesn't talk like that, right? He never says... Uh, I probably shouldn't have played like uh, I was, I was hurt and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he, he, he was hurt enough at the, in the fourth quarter of that Pacers game on Friday to say, I probably shouldn't have played in that fourth quarter. And it was one of the reasons why the Mavericks offense looks so bad. Um, they, Luca was kind of out there as a decoy at times. Mavericks offense was bad for other reasons, but we won't get into that. Now go listen to my solo episode from Friday. Mavericks but, offense hasn't been amazing with him out there either, yeah, but also true. If, if he did set out against the Hornets game, you know, tonight, yeah, if he sets out the game against the Lakers on Wednesday, that will be roughly 10 days of rest because yeah. after the Lakers game, they're off, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're back on Sunday uh, in Minnesota. I think it's in, yeah, it's in Minnesota on Sunday. So that would mean he would go from the Friday night game against the Pacers, you know, to next Sunday. And that'd be a good little stretch for him to, I'm, I'm all here for it. Once they, when they, when Jason Kidd announced that he was going to be out for these two games, I was like, thank you. I love yeah, that. I would rather him it. set out a couple of games instead of him hobbling along trying to, you know, get it right. Yeah. For everything you just said, I think the get Mavericks right. found a, they get found a right. little pocket for him to get some time off because the Mavericks can't afford to lose these games. The Mavericks are, we're a below 500 team coming into tonight. They are a 500 team right now. They cannot afford just random losses, random L's in the middle of the season at this point. They're not, they don't have the record for that at this point. They've not, padded their their record with wins and so for Dallas them to Mavericks find these, are 13 and 13 seventh in the western conference right now to find these two games the thunder the way that their season has gone and the way that their team is built and then the hornets um you know the hornets are gonna be without Lamelo. they're gonna be without a bunch of guys i think terry your boy terry rogier is gonna play but they're gonna be without a lot of guys because of covid terry rogier so- is about to drop thir- <laughs> what's the, what's the over under 32 and a half Oh, should we check Prize Picks? Is he on Prize Picks? Prize Picks, Bet Online, AG. That's the place to be. I'll go check him out. Those are two different places. Those are two different places. (laughs) Two different. They support the pod. Uh, I do think Terry Rozier has a big night. Um, 
I don't want to give any updates on like as far as like injury stuff because we just don't know. They've had a handful of players, including Lamelo, and you know COVID protocols and all of that. So we'll see who's actually available to play on Monday night. It's a home game, so it'd be cool if it'd be great, man, if Dallas can win both these games without Luca, big time. Neither of those games are on Bet Online or Prize Picks right now, but go oh, check it gosh. and see if they are available right now for you. But, but yeah, I think the Mavericks finding this little pocket. I expect him to play on Wednesday against the Lakers because he'll have. I mean, that'll be four days off, four full days off in and of itself before that game. So hopefully he gets back for that game. It's a national TV game. Hey, and when then, those two teams play, do you, who do you cheer? And then they'll have three days off before that Wolves game on, on Sunday. So that is a really interesting stretch there for the Mavs. But, but yeah, to answer the question, they're not doing this on purpose, but it is fulfilling two things for them. All right. Yeah. Anything else in this game that, that stood out to you? We, we talked about... Um, Moses Brown a lot at the beginning of the show, but he definitely stood out. Josh Green's minutes stood out. He continues to feel more comfortable. Um, Derek Harper said something interesting about Moses Brown, actually. He plays big. I think a lot of the Mavericks' bigs don't play big. Dwight Powell does not play big. Moses Willie Colley-Stein does not play big. K- KP at times does not play big. Maxi is not is not big and plays big sometimes. But um, I think that I thought that was an interesting quote from from harp and it just sort of puts it very matter of factly but it's true didn't you tweet out another harp quote from this game harp had a had a goal had a great <laughs> harp quote. had some really he really likes trey burke he, he went on a trey monologue burke. about trey burke and how he's talked to trey about why he hasn't stuck in the league and josh giddy uh, looks like a surfer not judging but he looks like he'd hang out on malibu beach that's what, that's what harp said about josh giddy <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, Maxi, 16 points. He was the second leading scorer for the Mavericks. Is he the Mavs, like, fourth best player off the dribble? <laughs> no, he's not. Who's who's better than him off the dribble right now? Moses. Luke, okay, no, <laughs> number one, Luka. Then Brunson. Probably Trey Burke. Hardaway, I mean, maybe, is the fourth. There, there's a lot of guys I would take over Maxi off the dribble. Maxi off the dribble right now. He's hitting that little yeah. mid-range, like, floater game off the dribble, though. Okay, wait, wait. Are you talking about like floater or like mid-range shots, or are you just talking about off like the dribble? Hand, so handling so like, the ball off the dribble, like you're trusting them getting into the paint, making a move, and all that? Because those are two different equations. Like I trusted Dennis Smith Jr. to take somebody off the dribble. I would not trust Dennis Smith Jr. with my life of hitting a f- floater. All right, you you have one one player to take the ball from the three point line inside to ten feet and take a take a jumper. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. or Maxi? Who are you taking? I'll take Tim. I'm taking Maxi right now. I, I really am. <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs> I really am going to take Maxi right now, and it's more about my confidence in Maxi. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Powell didn't see a lot of time after that. After the the first half, basically. I mean, I, I don't think he could see anything, right? <laughs> well, I think he got his contact back. He played. Oh, okay. He's, he played the beginning of the third quarter, but I don't think he got any fourth quarter minutes. Can we just take a moment to like appreciate Josh Green's three? It was the first like, one of his season. <laughs> career? Or no, season? No, season. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, I I mean, it was just a big moment. Big moment for Josh's three. He really, uh, all jokes aside, he really I honestly is cannot like, tell if you're joking right now or not, so I'm not sure the audience <laughs> can either. Um, <laughs> he, his energy is like, it's like infectious you know yeah, like him and moses what they we've both, talked about before it's it's interesting how both those guys bring the same thing in that vein 
I just don't know. I think it's easy for a lot of fans to watch this game and be like, why don't these guys play all the time? They need more minutes. They need bigger roles. Yeah. And it's like, I just find myself in, in between on it. Of like, all right, they, it, they were good in their spot minutes. It gave them a lot of energy. I'm not here to set her. you like, remember that stretch? <laughs> there was a stretch last year to where there, there were some, a portion of fans are like, Josh should start over Dorian. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not here and I'm not here for that. And I'm, don't even stop. Feels like a straw man argument. I, I don't. I don't know if I saw many reputable people saying. Oh, that. I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to go down this route. Of like you should want he? this. No, want this now. I'm like you're not going to zag right we now. We should give a shout out to Dorian. I thought Dorian had a really interesting game. He did he not had shoot a stretch well. I was worried inside about. the arc. He missed the layup on a tra- on, in transition. He did not shoot the ball well, except for he made two threes. But he had eight points, six boards, two of them on the offensive end. Is he a good offensive rebounder? Yes, he is. Five assists, three steals, and two blocks. Like he just does stuff off the ball too. He's not one of these guys that if he doesn't score, he doesn't do anything else. And he talks. He talks so much on defense. Moses was talking a lot on defense tonight too. I, that's one of the weird like little things that I look for on on defenses. Who's talking? Who's yeah. who's jabbing out there? And uh, Dorian's obviously talking all the time. Yeah, there's one. There's one point in the game. <laughs> Uh, when you can hear Dorian goes up for a block and he blocks somebody from behind and you can hear the rim mic and he just says, give me that SHIT. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> love Dorian. All right, anything else from this game? Zero. Hornets coming up tonight. The Dallas Mavericks will play. Luka Doncic probably, most likely will not. LaMelo is not going to play. Um, but Terry Rogier and, and Porzingis Scary will be, Terry, baby. Be, be squaring up. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs, making us your first listen every single day. Now go listen to Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Oh, boom!